my name is Celine Yaffe, and welcome to Talk Law Podcast, a law podcast for anyone interested in learning the truth about what being a lawyer is like. Joining me for this episode is Stephen Wilker. Stephen attended UCLA Law School and is a current partner at Tonkin Torp Law Firm and specializes in constitutional law. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. It is such an honor to have this conversation with you, especially because of all the amazing work you've done. So starting off, what made you want to pursue law? What started your interests in what you do today? Um, you know, it's not, I'm not really clear. I've always kind of wanted to be a lawyer. Um, so I was one of those people that knew they wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, from probably the time I was in junior high, um, just kind of seemed like it was something that would be a good fit for me. Always liked to argue. Um, and so I always like to argue and present a case and, um, you know, convince people I was right. <laughs> so, uh, law seemed to be like, seemed to be a pretty good field to go into. I've always found it interesting. Um, and so uh, that was the path I got on and it's where I ended up. That's awesome. What made you later want to choose the law that you practice today? So, I do a mix. You said that the intro, the intro said I, you know, I specialize in constitutional law, and that's part of what I do. But my practice, my my sort of my live, my what, what what sort of puts food on the table is a bread and butter commercial litigation practice um, for primarily businesses and uh, sometimes for individuals. Uh, and then mixed in with that is I get to do a lot of work with. Um, uh, I get, to, I get to deal with constitutional issues in a couple of different regards. One, um, over the past almost 30 years, I've gotten to work with a number of different media clients, uh, a couple of te different television stations, some newspapers, um, and helping those entities with, uh, with issues that raise First Amendment and freedom of speech and freedom of the press issues. Um, and so that's that's part of what I do. The other thing I do is I get to, um, because part of what all of us do as lawyers is, uh, or at least most of the lawyers I know do, is give back to the community and do pro bono work. And one of the areas where I've done a lot of pro bono work is on uh, constitutional rights and constitutional and civil liberties. And so I've spent a lot of time litigating cases over the years for uh, the ACLU of Oregon and the clients they 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 um, have matched me, and so uh, that's kind of what I do now. Um, how I got here, you know, when I was in law school, I just took a bunch of different courses, some of which I thought would be of interest, and um, I always wanted to, to have as broad and general practice as I could. I don't like being pigeonholed. Um, what keeps my job interesting after almost 30 years is I get to work on different kinds of matters um, involving different subject matters for different clients. Um, and that's something you can do in, in, a, in a city like Portland that you might not be able to do in a bigger city in a large firm um, where you tend, to, you tend to get more into one particular niche and um that's what you focus on so i've had a real opportunity to be to to really do a lot of different kinds of really cool cases i've also done some really mundane and 
silly cases, and, but, but you get to do a lot of different things. That's awesome. On the topic of law school, what are your thoughts on law school? Uh, how did going to UCLA law shape how you view your career? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's anything particular about UCLA. Part, the reason I went to UCLA, frankly, is I really, I grew up on the East Coast. Um, I went to the University of Pennsylvania. I got my pen shirt on today. Um, and I really had longer lost. I wanted to get to the West Coast. And so when it came time to apply to law school, I applied to seven law schools on the West Coast. <laughs> and, um, and UCLA was a really attractive option. Um, and I went out and I, you know, was finalizing my decision. And I, uh, I visited UCLA and I visited Hastings, which is in San Francisco. And those were my final two choices. Um, it was, I, I just really enjoyed the, the visit. I enjoyed the campus. Um, so that's how I ended up at UCLA. Um, in terms of the education I got at UCLA, it was top-notch. I had uh, almost uniformly great teachers, um, people who I respected, people who I thought were brilliant, um, some of whom, there are some, there, you know, I graduated over 30 years ago, so some of them are no longer with us, but um, several of them still are, and they're doing great things either at UCLA or at other other institutions or out in the world and you, know, you see them out there I'm like oh yeah I took a class with him, with him or I had her for 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 torts or something like that and it's it's pretty cool um so I had really good teachers um I got really good opportunities when I was in Los Angeles to clerk at a couple of different law firms um during school uh both during the school year and and over the summers uh, and got exposed to a, some really interesting cases and got to work with some really interesting people. That's awesome. What has been your favorite part of what you do? What has been like a rewarding experience and a commonly referred to as an unrewarding profession? Well, I don't find it an unrewarding profession. Uh, I'm one of those I'm one of those lawyers who really likes what 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 he does. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean there are days that are mundane where all I do is spend time looking at documents and responding to emails, but um, uh, obviously, I mean, what, I, what, I, what gets me jazzed is going to trial. What gets me jazzed is arguing an appeal. Um, and I get to do both of those and I've gotten to argue appeals in a lot of different courts, um, including the Supreme Court. Um, and you know, that was an opportunity that was like getting the lottery. And so, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want the spotlight and have the opportunity to, to, you know, present your argument, maybe that's, maybe you shouldn't do what I did. Maybe there are other things you could do in law. Um, I like public speaking. Uh, I'm not afraid of, of, of standing up and uh, answering questions. So I like, I like the give and take of appellate argument. I like the, the, the pace and the, um, and the uh, just the give it the back and forth of a, of a trial where you're you know you're sort of reacting and responding on the spot to to things you didn't necessarily expect. A witness says something that you weren't expecting, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, and you have to you have to adjust. 
and that's for fun of it. The topic of your Supreme Court case, um, this is kind of like a question, what has been the most interesting case you've done? Would you refer to the Supreme Court case? Well, it was certainly the most, it was, it, it, it was a very interesting case. Not, you know, not only did I get to argue at the Supreme Court, I got to argue a First Amendment case at the Supreme Court against the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool. We lost because we were suing the Secret Service and it's hard to sue the Secret Service. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was a really interesting and it was a really rewarding experience. Um, and, um, you know, there are, you know, obviously if I wanted to do that full time, I'd have to be a lawyer and hang out in Washington, D.C. Probably, probably and, you know, build that kind of appellate practice. But to get to do it from my practice, in Portland was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, for a firm that's less than 100 lawyers, three of us have argued at the Supreme Court. So I think that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Would you be able to walk us through any of your cases that you find super interesting or rewarding? Um, you know, it's it's not, uh, rewarding might not be the right word. I mean, um, uh, there, I would say that, um, I find that most cases are interesting and challenging. Um, the process, I, rewarding is, is just not the right word because, because it's rare. You know, there are times you get a slam dunk and you win and you get everything you ask for uh, and that feels really good. Um, but that's, even though that's rewarding, it's actually not always the most interesting because if you, if you get that, it's probably because you should have gotten it. Um, what's more rewarding is you know, in some ways, is I tried a fraud case about 10 years ago, and, um, and you know, it was, there was a lot of back and forth allegations of, of, of things, and, um, and, you know, we convinced the court um, in that case that our clients had not done anything inappropriate or wrong, and they were looking at, you know, millions of dollars in damages potentially being awarded against them and um instead we got a we got we didn't pay anything and we got a judgment for a couple million dollars that was super rewarding for them um winning the case was rewarding it was a super interesting case um about complex financial transactions um and it was but it wasn't i wouldn't you know i don't it's hard to say it was anything there was anything specific about it it was just it was a big messy complicated case with lots of different you know with facts that you had to develop and narratives you had to develop and putting a and, and making sure that you could you know show that the other side was making stuff up or exaggerating things like that so uh part of the part of what's fun about trial is that narrative um and Trial is about, you know, it's about narratives and themes and, and making sure you could, you have a hopefully compelling story for the jury or the judge, whoever's making a decision. Um, and so it's, um, I just find that really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. What advice would you give anyone wanting to pursue a similar career path as you? You know, it I think you need to be realistic about what you want if you want to be a lawyer. There are lots of different things you can do in the law 
it's very rewarding. I don't think you should go into the law as a, as a fallback. Um, I don't know how true this is now. And there were definitely folks in my law school classes who were there because they didn't know what else to do. Um, and there were other folks there who thought it would be a good, safe job to get, you know, and it would be, you know, they, they could make a good living. Um, and it's true, you can. Um, but it's a pretty good size investment, both economically and, and emotionally to go to law school and to put the time in and then to go on and start a career. So it's, it's you know, it's a real commitment and you shouldn't do it unless you want to do it. Um, it's my view. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't back into it. You shouldn't do it because it's not, there's nothing else to do. I do think law school, uh, I, I will say this, I think law school is great. Uh, can be a great education and a great training ground for lots of things. So if you're going into it knowing that you might use it to get into business or to get into some other field or teaching or whatever, I have no problem with that. I think, but, but, but having some intentionality about it in terms of what you're doing is important. Um, and then in terms of um, building a career, I think it's about trying to find, and, and part of this is just happenstance, when you graduate, what does the job market look like, right? What is the, you know, and, and it, there are times when, uh, when, when law, law lawyers and graduates have, have choices, and there are times when they don't. And over, and, and it's like many other fields where there are, you know, where there are times when lawyers are desperate to, to find any job, and then there are times when firms are desperate to hire any any one body. Yeah. <laughs> and so, with that, putting that aside, I think it's good to find or try and find if if what you want to do is build a practice and build a career around it, is find a place that you feel comfortable at. Um, I'm a little bit odd. I've been at the same firm my entire career. Um, that's unusual in this day and age. Um, it's, you know, we actually have what I call lifers. We have several lifers. Um, but, and it's not that there aren't lifers at other firms in town, but um, it's become more and more unusual. Um, it's more and more unusual in, in every uh, business for people to stay put. Um, and, and law has not been any different than that. And so it's, you know, it's uh, what, when I interviewed for my job at, at my firm, I really wanted to get a sense of not what it was like to be a beginning lawyer. I wanted to get a sense of what it's going to be like in five years and 10 years. What's the opportunity here? What is this? Uh, could I see myself here for my career? Mm -hmm. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You, you, you know, but that was my intention, and, and obviously, I've made that intention come true. But um, I also have, you know, partners who I practiced with for many years, um, who then decided to go and do different things, not because it wasn't their intention to be at the firm long, even longer. It's just sometimes things change. Um, we have not had a history in my firm 
of people who are just showing up and thinking they'll be there for a couple of years. Um, that hasn't been our model. And we typically, um, uh, when we're looking to bring people on, we're looking for people who want to be, who want to do what we do with us for the long term. Yeah. And so it's a, it's, it's a personality driven decision, not a number driven decision. No. Well, thank you. Um, that was very insightful. Um, I have some questions so that our listeners can get to know you a little better. Sure. Uh, so who's your favorite musician? <laughs> I don't know that I have one favorite musician. Or um, you can name a few. <laughs> um, I like rock and roll, mostly classic rock and roll. Mm -hmm. um, but everything from the Grateful Dead to Led Zeppelin to the Rolling Stones to the Beatles. Yeah, Rolling Stones <laughs> poster back then. Uh, uh, you know, pretty old school tastes in that regard. No, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And what is your favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. That's a that's a really good one. And what is a show that you just love to like binge watch? Like you can just turn it on and turn your mind off. You know, I'm not a big TV binge watcher so what I watch what I didn't watch is like sports center <laughs> Got it. well thank you so much for joining me for this conversation it has been so interesting to learn more about you and what you do and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me you're welcome again a big thank you to Stephen Wilker and make sure to follow talk law on Instagram at talk law podcast and shoot us an email at talklawpodcast at gmail.com thank you